Hello, this is Sophie Dawson from sophiedawson.com and this is episode 233 of the Sophie Art Podcast, which is a little podcast I do about the art and things with me co-host, Little Dennis. And, well, Little Dennis is with us today, but we are outside. It's getting a bit nippy out here, I'll be honest. But what's happening is the lights are starting to come on and... That means the sun is setting. So I got my torch with me. And what I'm going to do is, I'm going to walk through the woods. Basically, as the sun is setting. And I'm going to talk about stuff like scary things. <laughs> no, I'm going to talk about why are we scared of things. I'm going to talk about why are we scared of things (laughs) so little Dennis is in my pocket now he's he's tucked up in my pocket So little Dennis is in my pocket now. <laughs> He's nice and warm. And the sun is going down, I would say, in about 30 minutes. Yeah, in about 30 minutes the sun will be completely gone. But whenever you stop, you get really cold. And like the shivers have gone right through me. But what I'm going to talk about on this one is, well, this one you can watch us at this video as well, if you want, on YouTube, at youtube.com slash Sophie Lawson. But I'm going to talk about fear, and why we're scared of things. And also, as it starts to get dark in here, walking through the woods, I'm going to talk about what I'm feeling and stuff. But I also kind of like the fact that I've got the shivers at the minute. Because it's... That's one of the things about being scared, isn't it? Like when you get scared, you get the shivers. So why is it that when you get really cold, you get the shivers? Why is it that that is the same as being scared. That's quite interesting. Like what's actually happening to your body when you get the shivers? Because if that, if you could work, what if you could understand what that is, you might understand a little bit about fear. So I think I've got about a two hour walk through the woods and I've got about an hour and a half left on my on my camcorder. <laughs> I was just thinking to myself then. Oh, I can't wait for it to get really dark in here because the thing is when it gets dark in here it gets really dark but let's get into the fear thing so I was thinking earlier like one of the there's certain things that are common things to be scared of and I thought about that because I thought about walking home in the dark So one of them is being scared of the dark. Another one is like spiders. Another one is heights. So I thought to myself, like, let's take the spider one as an example. When a baby 
is born is the baby scared of spiders. In other words, if a baby was born and the baby was put straight into a room full of spiders, do you think it would be scared? I don't think it would be. I reckon it would probably go over to the spider and start playing with it. God, my teeth are shaking. <laughs> Isn't it weird that you don't realise how cold you are? Until you start moving. It's quite weird that is. But I think this I think the baby would play with the spider. So then you have to sort of wonder why does the baby suddenly become scared of spiders? It's probably because of the the parents. So then that says to me, is that baby actually scared of anything? And I don't think it is. I bet that baby, I bet when you're a baby, you're 100% fearless. So that says to me that it's, it's humans that are like bringing fears into, into the baby's life. Now this syncs up with something that I got told in... I've only ever done psychedelics once. And one of the things it said was... There's nothing to be afraid of. And that's the thing. A baby is fearless. As we get older, we get scared of things. But really, there's nothing to be scared, nothing to be afraid of. It also goes in a little bit to what I was talking about on last week's podcast. Like something is only dark when it's next to something light. But if you put that same thing. If you put that same tone, which you think is dark, next to something that's even darker, it's actually going to look light. Well, it's the same thing with these spiders and that. If you could have two babies, if one of them has been told to be scared of spider then it'll be scared of the spider but if the other one isn't then it won't see what's happening here is I'm underneath the canopy of the um, trees so it's already starting to get a little bit dark even though it's not actually that dark it's hell of a cool coming around here with um this is a thing you see like you know walking around the woods in the dark you decide whether it's something you should be scared of or not There is something scary about it though, <laughs> because um, I don't know, there's something weird, like right now I'm already starting to feel it, that feeling of, I'll tell you what it is, I know what it is, when you're in darkness, all your senses get heightened, so all of a sudden you hear sounds. I feel like your vision also, like, um, you're sort of like on high alert of everything. Yeah, so it's not, it's not necessarily that you're scared of anything. 
It's just that you're on such a high alert that anything, any like sound, sounds so much louder. That's what I'm thinking. But I always like I'm starting to get that feeling again, which I had last time, which is you're walking along the woods. You're walking down this path. It feels like there's something behind you. But when you look, there's nothing there. But there's this sort of strange, creepy feeling. As if something's following you. I don't know if you've ever had that at night time. Like you wake up in the middle of the night. To go to the toilet or something. And what happens is, when you like, you come out of the bathroom, you go back to your bedroom, sometimes I get this feeling as if there's something sort of like following me. So like, as you're climbing back into bed, you sort of jump into the bed as if something's going to grab your feet or something. I feel like there is actually something to that. Oh yeah. Also, I was thinking. So when I was when I walked in here earlier today, I found on the floor a, a branch from a tree. It it must have fallen off of a tree, and what happened was there was a branch next to it, which had started sort of wrapping itself around the other branch. So these two branches. They sort of like they were becoming like one branch, but when I looked at that, I thought how amazing it was. Because I thought to myself, that's like an intelligence there. It made me feel like that branch that started wrapping itself around the other one was actually intelligent. So all these trees in the woods, they're not just like stupid trees, they're very intelligent. But what I wonder is, like that, like I'm really starting to get the little, that sort of feeling, what I'm wondering is, what if what you're feeling there is you're feeling the trees looking at you? So you think there's something behind you. Really, what it is, you're feeling the trees. Because, you're, because your senses are so heightened because of the darkness. You're starting to feel trees a bit like um, again when you do psychedelics opening the doors of perception you start seeing stuff that I feel like you see stuff that's all, always there it's just because they say your brain basically filtering stuff out so you only ever see like I don't know what the percentage is it's really low let's just say it's like 10% you're only really taking in 10% of information when you do, when you do psychedelics What if that like opens up the thing so you're actually taking in a hundred percent of information? So that's why you start seeing all these like entities and things. They're always there. It's just normally you don't see them. So what if that's what happens when you're in the dark? Hey, there's a fog going over the um 
bridge over here. About to walk over a stone bridge. And there's like a fog going right across the top of it. My squidgy's trainers, my feet are going to be so wrinkly when I get home. Yeah, I'm right, I'm in, this bridge is like at the top of the trees and you can actually see, um, you can see like the, the clouds of fog floating through the trees. So if we're born into this world, fearless, maybe the mission is to leave it fearless. I wonder how many people on the earth are actually fearless. I don't think it's many. I feel like I want to say Robert Wagner is the lucid dreaming expert. I've got a feeling he's fearless. I also wonder whether Animals are fearless. Because like today when I was walking in here and I saw all these different types of animals together they didn't look afraid of each other. Oh it's it's gonna get it's starting to get a bit it's starting to get a bit um they're a little bit scary now. It's still not even that dark. I remember last time I walked through here, it was proper dark, it was. And it was like that thing where you just sort of wanted to run through to get through as quickly as possible. Now I remember I was walking along, I had my torch with me, and in the middle of the path, there was some sort of creature with big eyes. Now, I don't know what it was. It was probably a badger or something. What happened was I locked eyes with it. I put my torch in a different direction. When I put it back, it was gone. He must have run off. That was quite scary. Because it was massive, it was. That's the thing. I don't know what it was. But I just thought it was probably a badger. Must have been a big badger, though. Yeah, it's absolutely pitch black in here. most of my fears are actually psychological yeah most of my fears are related to people I suppose I've got a fear of heights yeah like even because I've been watching these parkour videos with like Storo and that and they run around really tall buildings with GoPros on 
even watching those videos, my legs go like to jelly sometimes because you can actually feel. Ah, that's interesting as well. Legs going to jelly. It's a bit like the shivering thing. Yeah, I'd love to know what's going on in the body when you get the like jelly legs feeling. I reckon what's happening is there's some sort of chemical getting released into the body which creates that sensation of like jelly legs or something. And I imagine, I imagine fear must be creating some sort of that chemical. And maybe when you get cold, it's creating the same chemical or something. Yeah, I'm getting that feeling again of like, as if there's something behind me. That's a horrible feeling. I remember last time it happened, I got to a point where I just, I wouldn't even let myself look behind. <laughs> I just basically just kept walking forwards and I said, I said to myself, don't look. I was convinced if I turned around there would have been like a... Um, a spirit or something. What would I do if I was walking down here and I suddenly saw a spirit? See, I think I would be scared of it. I wouldn't want to be. I'd like to think I wouldn't be, but I just feel like I probably would. But I don't know whether you'd be scared of it or if it's just because it's... Because it's like something unusual like why should you be a why should you be scared of a spirit again it's that thing of um you decide you decide whether you're scared of something I don't know what I would do though if something jumped out at me like a big, big monster like, you know, like a bear or something. Guys, I'll have a foggy down here. It's really foggy tonight. This is really cool though, it's um, see the thing was that night when I was, when I walked through it and it was really scary, it's still like, it's stuck in my memory as one of these wonderful experiences. Dragon, um, what they called Daddy Long Legs. Daddy Long Legs, Danny. There he is. He's probably wondering what the hell is that like? <laughs> How do we not know that the sun is like a big, a big, a big creature shining a torch? on the earth I remember when I was little me and my sister we used to joke around saying like thunder and lightning is well we used, when it was like raining we'd say that's God having a shower 
thunder and lightning. God having a fart. Hey, hey little bicycle. Bing, bing, you right? Hey. Like, you don't know really, do you? What? You don't really know what. Hey, look, there's deers. Oh, wow, cool. A pair of deers just ran across the path here. I don't know if you've got that on the video, if you're watching the video. Definitely, no, I've never seen deers down here before. That's quite cool, that was. That's the thing, we don't really know what anything is, do we? And the thing that's a bit weird is you're never really going to know until you're out of this thing. It's almost like until you die, you're not going to know what anything is. And yet for some reason, whilst you're inside of this thing, whilst you're alive, you sort of really want to know what... So sometimes I feel like... It feels like a bit of a waste of time sometimes trying to work everything out because you realise that you can't. And yet even though you know you can't, you still sort of want to because you're sort of convinced you can work it out. Yeah, me and my mum was talking about this, so what AJ says from Divine Truth, basically when you die, like any unresolved issues you've got, any fears and stuff, you're going to have to face them when you're dead in the spirit realm. So like, you might as well face them now. But me and my mum talked about this and like, it's quite interesting actually, my mum's, me and my mum are like sort of total opposites, me and mum would hate to be in a room on her own, so my mum doesn't like being on her own, and I would prefer, well I suppose I would not like to be in a room full of people. So how strange is that that me and my mum have got like the opposites of each thing. Yeah, all my fears are people. And I was trying to work out earlier why is that? And I thought, is it something, because they say what happens is when you're born, whatever your mum's feeling and that, that sort of goes into you. So any anxieties and stuff, somehow the mother's anxieties go into the baby. So I was wondering like, Are some of my anxiety, are some of my fears, have they been put into me? Or were they put into me when I was born, just from my mum? Or is it from the experiences of my childhood? I can hear squeaking. You can hear loads of little animals around here. Unless it was me trainers. <laughs> Probably me trainers. 
And then I thought about something how beautiful this is, look. What if, right, your mum and dad have got issues that they need to resolve before they die. When you're born, you take inside of you your mum and dad's issues, unresolved issues, because then you can actually help them resolve their issues. So it might actually be that's what's happening. It's almost like the the point of you having these things is to help your parents overcome them. And I think that's beautiful, that. Because then you would you would realise that your parents had things to help their parents like get better and stuff. Yeah, that's the other thing. How far back do these some of these fears and stuff go? It might be like our great 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 grandparents' fears that are now inside of us. had moments of feeling fearless and it's very powerful yeah because you can do anything You know what I just thought then, and even though it's going to sound funny saying this, because I'm going to sort of, because the fact I had a thought means, well what I just thought was, this is the first time today that I've had an empty mind, and I haven't had a, I haven't thought of anything, but then I thought about that, <laughs> so, but until I thought that, I wasn't thinking anything then. Imagine being in the middle of nowhere, like proper middle of nowhere, hundreds of miles from anything, or like out in the middle of the ocean, on a little, um, in a little lighthouse or something, or on one of those oil rigs. Yeah, imagine being on an oil rig. Right in the middle of nowhere, in the ocean, all on your own, at night time, and the lights go out. Imagine that. I think it'd be quite cool, actually. I need to get a toilet. That's what I'm thinking.
might actually have to pause the um, recording and go off for a little wee. <laughs> yeah, I am. I'm going to go for a wee. It's been about 10 minutes since I had a wee. Nice thing. I, was, I kept walking a bit because I thought I'd try and get it a bit darker. But I was thinking, my mum... See, I haven't got a problem with going off into the trees and having a wee. But my mum won't do that. I don't know what the problem is. You've got your options are either going and having a wee in the trees or peeing your, weeing your trousers. But I was also thinking... What's like the biggest fear? What's the biggest thing most people are scared of? It's probably death. Why not? I don't feel like I'm scared of death. I'm actually just more scared of um, people. But uh, there's nothing to be afraid of with death. Because it's just a process. But then there's nothing to be afraid of with people either. So it really is. You soon start to realise that all fears are in the head. That's the thing, they feel they seem so real. Again, very much like a dream. You're in a dream. It feels real, even though it's not. And even when you become lucid, you know it's not real. But it still is. Well, it still feels real, but you know that you're in a dream. Like you can be, you can realise that there's nothing to be afraid of, but you're still scared. I wonder if, like, if everyone had to write down their top ten fears, top, what would my top ten fears be? Number one's people. I feel like heights would be in there somewhere. I'll probably have to put spiders in there, even though I'm, I'm now able to pick up sort of maybe medium-sized spiders and I can also look at larger spiders but they still scare me because the other day I was clean I was at work cleaning and this big spider come around the corner and I got a bit scared so I initially got a bit scared and then I thought hang on I don't need to be scared Yeah, so I am still a bit scared of spiders. I want to say I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of the dark, but I must be a little bit because like being out here, I'm a little bit on edge. But I'm not actually not as much as I thought I would be. But then it's not 100% dark yet. What else am I scared of then? I'm scared of letting go. That's my the, that's my biggest one. Little slug down here. 
I think my biggest fears is people letting go. What else is there? Heights and spiders. Yeah, there's loads that are linked to people, so like, I've got a fear of rejection. But I feel like fear and being scared are different. I've got a fear, the fear of rejection is more of a mental sort of, a mental thing. Whereas being scared of, say, scared of the dark or something, that seems more like a sort of primitive thing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure some fears are actually passed down and some fears are actually yours. That's what it is. Yeah, and you can actually tell the difference from it. Because there's some fears where you're like, I don't know why I'm scared of that, but I am. And there's other fears where you're like, I'm scared of that, and I know why I'm scared of it. So again, if that's true, that means Adam and Eve, for instance, must have been fearless. And then something happened to create a new, an initial fear. So what created that initial fear? Because they say Adam and Eve suddenly, they act from the tree of life or knowledge. And they suddenly realised they didn't have any clothes on. So their first fear was a fear of what would people think of me, I suppose. But what I'm saying is, what was that... What was it that made them realise... What was it that made them realise that they didn't have any clothes on? And why didn't they realise that before? To me that seems a bit like a sort of... A a consciousness thing. It's as if when they ate from the tree of life... They sort of like allowed consciousness to go into their body. So before they ate from the tree of life, they were like an animal. A bit like those sheep sitting in the field earlier. They were just completely blissed out, I suppose. Because if those sheep suddenly thought... If those sheep suddenly realised that they didn't have any clothes on, maybe they would start, you know, they'd be on edge all the time. See, I love this. I love the way, um, I love the way the light I've got a little torch shining it around. And it's like that little torch is your sort of visuals. Which is a little bit like what I was saying about earlier. Your brain only takes in like, let's say, 10% of information. It's a bit like this sort of torch. The torch, there's loads of stuff out here, like trees and bushes. But you can only see the little bit that the torch is shining on. That's a bit like our bre- our mind, really. Because if, if somebody suddenly turned all the lights on, you'd see everything. So maybe that's what happened with Adam and Eve. When they ate from the tree of life, it was like somebody turned the lights on. 
But I still want to know what the actual process was that Adam and Eve did. I don't believe they actually ate... They ate I don't believe they actually was eating an apple. Maybe they did, though. Because maybe... Let's say... The creator... Or... Somebody who wanted to give Adam and Eve... Consciousness. How would you do it if it was an animal? You would put something in their food. So yeah, they could have put like some sort of... Some sort of chemical in the, in the apples. So that when they ate those apples... It basically... Woke them up. And as soon as they woke up... That's a shame though, isn't it? That It's almost like becoming more conscious... Brings with it... The ability to be scared. Because if you walked into a room, it's all psychological. Like I walk into a room sometimes. Like sometimes I walk into a shop, and I'll look at the person behind the till to say hello or something, and a thought will go in my head saying, "They don't like you." So in that moment, I can either believe that, and then if I believe they don't like me, I'm going to act in that shop as if they don't like me. Which means then I'm going to end up. They're going to probably think they don't like they don't like me. Which means they're going to end up acting in a way that's going to make me think they don't like me. <laughs> How weird is that? Yeah, so you end up creating. The thing that you was thinking about. But that's another thing. Like, I walk into a shop and a thought says, they don't like you. Who put, who put that there? Like, why can't it say they like you? But then I also wonder whether it actually they actually don't like me, and I'm actually feeling that they don't like me. So I think the secret is being able to walk into a shop, no matter what thought pops in your head acting exactly the same way you can start you can hear the cars now We're getting closer to the main road Because in that initial moment when Adam and Eve ate that apple, and, it, and, so, and a thought, obviously a thought popped in their head that said, "You're not wearing any clothes. You need to be wearing clothes." But they could have, they could have said, "No, I don't," and that would have been the end of it. But instead. They chose to believe that they should have been wearing clothes. So really, this is Adam Nee's fault. <laughs> yeah, all fears probably go back to that. Adam and Eve. But then I also wonder whether... 
fears are just part of the process. Like the only way to learn is to be scared. Because what it is, is when you're scared of something, it sort of forces you to... Well, whenever you're doing something to make yourself better or something, like stepping outside your comfort zone, you have to be afraid. So maybe what happened was, the moment Adam and Eve made the decision to eat that apple, they set in motion Well, it's probably inevitability that they were going to end up, humans were going to end up evolving. That's the other thing. Imagine if they never. Like, what if that day when Adam and Eve ate that apple? Imagine if there's like um, an Adam and Eve for cats. And and Adam and Eve for, like, fish and things. What if one of the... What if, instead of Adam and Eve eating the apple, what if, like, the cats... What if one of the cats ate the apple instead? Maybe that's what happened. Maybe each, maybe each planet or each universe or something is basically going through the same thing where each, like there'll be a universe out there where it was a cat that ate the apple instead of Adam and Eve. We could be inside of it like a sort of a game show where like there was one day where somebody created say ten different planets, one had humans on it, Adam and Eve, one had like a load of cats on it, one had a load of dogs. And what happened was they started the clock and they said they put this tree there. And says, right, let's see which one of these creatures will become, I would imagine, God. Which one of these creatures will become God first? Hey, a little uh, moth down here. I like moths. Yeah, so we right now might be in some sort of like competition with all these other planets there might be a planet out there cats which have fully evolved and maybe what happens is as soon as one of these creatures has fully evolved which means it becomes fearless they might just turn the system off start again because if you think about it, before Adam and Eve ate that apple, I feel like they were either they were existing in pure bliss. Well, they were, it's either pure bliss or ignorance. But either way, it's sort of the same. They didn't have any fears. And it seems like the whole thing we're going through is trying to get to a point where we're fearless which is what we were at the start so it just seems like a loop a bit like a baby a baby comes out fearless and then once it becomes an adult it basically has to try and undo all the fears that have been put inside of it to become fearless again but it was already fearless when it was born. 
you see how weird it is? No matter why, what like topic I'm talking about, it always seems to be the same. It always seems to end up being that the end is the beginning, which makes you feel like the whole thing is a bit pointless. And also, like, inevitable. Yeah, almost like you don't have to do anything. Oh, my goodness. It's absolutely pitch black behind. It's like you're looking at darkness. That's mental. Let me turn the light off a minute. Yeah, I can't see nothing. I actually can't see anything. All I can see is a little... All I can see is the sky sort of peeking through the tops of the trees. And in the distance, I can see, I think it's a... It's like a light. I think it might be a street light or something. God, if my torch ran out in here, I don't know how I'd get out of here. <laughs> it's quite amazing, really, isn't it, how quickly it gets dark. There's loads of moths out. It's another thing as well. You sort of um you sort of see how the night time has its own set of creatures. And like during the day the world is full of these certain creatures. And at night time a different set come out. Yeah, start, you're starting to see um, civilization in the distance. There's like street lights and stuff starting to come through. Well, yesterday, me and my mum brought some. We brought another. We've got four budgies now. But we had these budgies. We brought these two budgies yesterday. And we had to walk home with them for an hour. So they were in this little box. And I put the box inside of a bag. Because it's quite windy. And I was thinking to myself. What must they be thinking? At one minute they're in their aviary. Flying around. The next minute they're in this little box. Sort of in darkness really. That must be very, very weird. What would you do if you went to sleep? You woke up and you basically couldn't see anything. Also, what is it like to be a blind person? Like, what if, a, what if you were a blind person and you were scared of the dark? I mean... That's weird, isn't it? Also, what if you're born blind? If you're born blind, do you see anything in your head? Because when I shut my eyes, I can visualise things. But these visuals are mostly based off of Like things from the waking state. But if you were born blind, does that mean you're just going to see darkness forever? 
And also, what happens when they go to sleep? Like, if you're blind, if you're blind, but you can still dream, like, what's, what's creating the visuals in the dream? That shows you that you're not your body, really. found how it's much quicker walking home than going somewhere. I wonder why that is. We always used to say that when we used to go out to see Nan up in London. It's like the journey there was like took ages and then when you come home you were home before you knew it. some sort of um, that's probably like some sort of psychological thing again it shows you that you you can mess around with time in your head It's like to be a sheep. What do you think they're doing now with like the sheeps and the cows? Because if they're the same as us and they can't see at night time, like at night they've got no choice really but to go to sleep because they've got no lights. Maybe that's why they are so in sync with the sun and the moon or the sun. Imagine if we didn't have lights. Imagine if we hadn't created lights. And like the only time we had light was during the day. Uh, See, life would be completely different. Basically, you wouldn't be able to work nights. (laughs) Shops would have to shut at night. I think I'd like that. Yeah, that'd be brilliant actually, because it means during the day you would be way more focused on doing stuff. Because you, because you know you only had a limited amount of time for light, you'd get loads of stuff done. But because you know you can just stay up all night with the lights on. I reckon that makes you a bit lazy. Bicycle. I used to love riding my bike in the dark. Something cool about that. That's it, we're now back into civilization. I enjoyed that. 
hope you enjoyed that one. Hey, you know what that light was that I saw through the trees? I have a guess what it was. It was the moon. How weird is that? It was actually the moon. So I actually saw the moon. Through the trees and I thought it was a I thought it was a street light. See, I'm not convinced that the, um, when I look at that moon, to me it looks like it's actually creating light. It doesn't look like it's reflecting light to me. It looks like it's creating light. I also love the way car lights shine off of a wet surface on, like, the road. It reminds me of, um, Ridge Racer on the PlayStation, Ridge Racer Type 4, and also Gran Turismo, when you had nighttime races. The moon looks really bright tonight. Well, I think that's it for this one though. Because we're going to get really, we're going to get close to the busy road now. It's going to be too noisy. I hope you enjoyed that, though. All that's left is this week's inspirational quote. I think I've actually used this one before, but it sort of seems a bit fitting. This week's inspirational quote comes from a cartoon. I can't remember the name of it. But the quote was, it's alright to be afraid. No, it wasn't. I think it might be, it's alright to be scared. It's alright to be scared as long as it doesn't change who you are. Oh, yeah. That, thinking about that now, that's a bit like um, the babies, isn't it? In other words, it's alright for the baby to be scared. if the baby is like a soul the spirit it's basically saying it's alright to be afraid as long as you don't sort of change your spirit this week's inspirational quote it's alright to be scared as long as it doesn't change who you are Why is anything scary? It's all in the mind, isn't it? It's all in the mind, baby.